0: Hey friends, welcome back to the Living Out Loud with Allie and Amanda podcast. My name is Amanda. The Living Out Loud show is where we invite a different guest each week. We give our guests the opportunity to share her story. Our hope is that their story will encourage you in some way. My name is Allie and I want to say thank you to
1: our awesome listeners for letting us into your lives each month. So grab your coffee
0: or favorite beverage and let's get started. Today, we have Natalie Stanfield, who lives in Atlanta, Georgia, with her husband, Jason, and their two kids, Joy and John Paul. Natalie is a former elementary school teacher. Now she is a stay at home mom. And Natalie, we are so excited about you being here today. She is going to share her story. Natalie is a volunteer for Care for AIDS and the founder of Families for Families. Is that right? Am I saying that right? Yes. Yeah. Families, yes, for absolutely. Family. Okay, so um, family families for family is to equip and encourage through an interactive newsletter filled with kid-friendly info as well as tools to serve together. I love that. I'm so excited to hear about this ministry. Oh no, me Na- too. Natalie, thank you for yeah, joining us today. Thanks so much for
2: having me, you guys. I'm really excited to be here. This is this is a lot of fun to get to share my story, and just to talk about Families for Families.
0: We're excited. How's the weather there today in Atlanta?
2: Oh, it's perfect today. Yesterday, not so much, but today (laughs) it's gorgeous. Are are y'all in fall? Yeah. Yes, finally. Finally, it's a little bit cooler, which we are happy to see some cooler temperatures. It's been so hot for so long, so Mm -hmm. yeah,
0: it's great outside today. Yeah, today, I feel like it's our first really cold. Yeah, it's 64 degrees. Like, I'm making chili tonight for the first time <laughs> in yeah. last year. Yeah. <laughs> Perfectly. I, awesome.
2: awesome. I love it.
0: Well, Natalie, we're just going to let you go ahead and share your story, and we'll just stop you along the way when we have questions, and so yeah, you go for
2: it. Okay. Well, um, like you said, I am Natalie Stanfield, live in Atlanta with my husband and two kiddos. Um, I actually grew up in Macon, so just a little south of the city. Um, My parents divorced when I was eight, and I, along with my younger sister, went to live with my mother. Um, My upbringing, I would probably describe as tumultuous and just inconsistent, not necessarily inconsistent as to where we lived, although we did move around a smidge, but just inconsistent emotionally. Um, going to church was not high on my parents' priority list. Um, you know, they worked hard to provide a home for us, but it was still a really hard upbringing. It was just, um, it was just a difficult time. Um, as I grew up, I actually came to know the Lord in middle school, on a fall festival sort of retreat with my church that I could walk to. God was so gracious and planning us in a place where I could walk to a church because it wasn't something that my parents, you know, would help us do or whatever. So, but anyway, as lots of people do throughout high school and then college, um, didn't really know what the relationship side of that meant as far as walking with Jesus, Um, but then going through college, I I went to several different schools. Again, it was just very inconsistent. I just felt like life was up and down and sort of sideways a lot of the time, Um, I ended up quitting school, and I would work for a while. I um, met a guy who I thought was going to be this like rock of stability and consistency in my life. And we ended up getting married, um, only for that to sort of, that was a facade and it started to crumble. Um, so at 25, I found myself divorced and living on my own again, God's graciousness. I finished my degree and ended up being an elementary school teacher, but I was, I was really on my own at that time. It was probably the lowest of the low for me. Um, It was really, though, in that darkest, you know, when God's light shines the brightest. Um, I remember sitting in an apartment all by myself thinking, God, I just don't know, like there has to be something more, not more of everything I had already known and grown up with, but more... More is it related to a relationship with him and more is it related to having a community of believers that could rally around me and just kind of point me in the right direction. And So I really feel like that was sort of that crossroads in my life where God took my path on a totally different, totally different journey. It was it was not what I expected my life to look like or my story to sound like, but this is the story that he's writing. And so for that, I'm grateful. So after that time, I, like I said, began teaching school. Um, it was several years later that through <laughs> an actual blind date, I met my male husband and we got married and now have two cute kiddos. Um, Along that way, God really like just placed the right people in my path. Um, There's a family that my kids know and love as their, their aunts and their uncles and their grandparents now, because um, my biological family really didn't understand why I decided to get a divorce the first time in the first place. Um, So that was really, it was really a sore a sore point for our whole family. It was, um, a dividing, a dividing sort of event, um, which honestly never, we never really recovered from. Um, you know, now my husband was an only child. Um, both of his parents have since gone on to heaven, but, um, he just grew up in such a stable environment. So it's complete opposite from my story. Um, which we often look at and go, okay, yep. God knows, you know, and um, he knew that I needed that sort of just a, yeah, that stable force in my life. Um, Jason has, has done more to allow me to, you know, think about and process, but all at the same time, like pointing me back to Jesus and going, you know, it's okay. That's my life. Growing up didn't look like I thought it would, and it's okay that you know I, you know, have all of this "quote unquote" baggage from my younger years. Um, that God does use all of that, and He writes this story, and He uses all that mess to become our message. Which is honestly kind of where Families for Families came from. It was born from that mess of my life. Um, once Jason and I got married and we started having kids, you know, I was really sort of searching for, okay, I don't want my kids growing up like I did, but yet at the same time, that's sort of a hard thing because that's all I've known. So what does it look like in our family around our dinner table to talk to our kids about loving and serving others and generosity, and courage, and kindness, and others ahead of self, you know, like, how do we do that? Aside from just going to church on Sundays, or community group, or friends at school, like, we just really wanted to be intentional about the time that we have with our kids, so that that loving and serving others just becomes a part of our family's DNA. Like, it's not something that we wait for our church to tell us to do or invite us to do, but it's just what we, we look for opportunities in our daily life to do that for other people. So that is where the idea of Families for Families came from. I had heard about an organization called Care for AIDS, which works in East Africa, currently in Kenya and Tanzania, and they um, take parents, moms and dads, that are HIV positive, And they work with them in a very holistic manner to get them back on their feet, like in an economical way, but also in a spiritual and a health way. You know, they just really work with them in all aspects to make sure that they, the parents, are around to take care of the kids, which really kind of floored me. I think um, when I first heard about it, because you hear about orphanages and you hear about adoption, which are so critical and valuable and worthy. Don't, don't get me wrong. But the idea that they would come in and take care of the moms and the dads just really spoke to my heart. So we started talking together about how we could make this idea of me with little kids, I can't just drop everything and run to Kenya right now. That would be amazing, but I can't. I'm not in that season yet. But at the same time, we're not in a season where we can write giant checks either. And quite frankly, like our little kids don't understand what it means when mommy and daddy write a check for anything anyway, you know. But my daughter understands that if she bakes cookies and sells them at a bake sale, people give her five dollars for cookies, like five dollars in her mind is a whole lot of money. So, how can we? just blend all of this together. So we came up with the idea of Families for Families, where we would introduce families here in the U.S. to a family that has been through the Care for AIDS program in East Africa so that we could get that sense of we're way more alike than we are different, which we want our kids to know that. We want them to see the world beyond our little bubbles that we create for them. And then after that, we would teach them about some virtue, whether that be generosity or gratitude or courage. And then what does that mean? Like, what does God's word say about courage? You know, how can we be courageous in our everyday lives? And then what are some resources, like secular resources? What are some movies or some books that your kids could check out from their library that would allow y'all to talk about these different virtues and values. And then we sort of point towards the end of the quarter, which we call our love and serve days. And we say, you know, yeah, if you want to host a bake sale or a lemonade stand or maybe a rice and beans dinner, that's a favorite at our house. Um, Because rice and beans are such a staple in the Kenyan and Tanzanian culture. Instead of going to dinner as a family invite a couple of other families in and serve them rice and meats. And we can give you the recipe and it's super cheap and it's really easy. But then what you would spend on going out to dinner, then donate that. Give that to Care for AIDS to allow them to use on the, their centers in East Africa. Or give it to another organization that you feel like would be, you know, a worthy cause in your neighborhood. So just these ideas of doing things with your little kids and not waiting until they are big. I mean, I don't want my kids to get to be in their twenties or (laughs) thirties and go, okay, so how do I, how do I love others and how do I serve them and how do I get plugged in with like volunteering? And, you know, I want them to just grow up knowing that this is what we do in our house. This is just who we are. So that's the long and short (laughs) of families for families and a bit of my story.
0: Well, what a great way for you to take what you went through and looking back and seeing what you lacked and, and just pouring that in to a ministry that is equipping people and families to be intentional of serving and loving together. I think that's what makes it even more powerful because
1: You could take somebody that didn't grow up the way that you did and sure God can still use them for a ministry, but how much more I feel like he has been able to use your passion because of what you did experience and you didn't want that for your kids or any other families, you know, that you could be a part of touching.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying,
2: yeah, absolutely. If we can, if we can help in some way, help, parents understand that this is not like a super hard thing this is easy and this is something you can do as you go about your life then mm-hmm. yeah wow wouldn't we
1: and something you can do with your kids to help them understand I mean um you know we we have a child in Kenya that we support and it's a wonderful thing we plan on doing that forever um but sometimes it doesn't feel as interactive Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. this sounds, you know, as as your organization is. Sure, we write letters back and forth. Our four-year-old can be involved with that. But um, I really like that you kind of took a spin with that and said, okay, let's go a little bit deeper. Let's do recipes. Let's actually share life together. Yeah, in a deeper way with the whole family, Mm -hmm. you know, not just the child, but touch the mom, touch the dad, touch whoever's living in the house.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I've always been a a mom that's always looking for those things to be intentional with my kids. I have a 17 year old, a 14 year old, and a six year old. But even though I do that and that's my heart, I run out of ideas. So it's so good. Even for those who already have that heart, um, and have been doing things to just kind of continue to help families with ideas.
2: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I I do feel like the ideas, you know, because we are moms and we are busy and, you know, life goes on and, you know, we have to get to baseball practice and ballet and all the other things. But if there is an easy way, you know, this newsletter being that easy way for you to go, Oh yeah, we can, we can totally do that. And, You know, we don't have anything on the calendar for next Sunday afternoon. Let's invite our
0: next door neighbor over and have
2: rice and bean dinner with them. You know,
0: I love that. And it's kind of like, you know, I don't know about you guys, but when I'm trying, I've been trying to, and I go through seasons of this, of doing good and, and not doing so well, but you know, you kind of run out of ideas of what to cook. And Uh so it's good for me on Sunday to plan out my week of what I'm going to cook each night or what are our plans because if not, I mean, there are just times I'm like blank. Like I've not been married for 20 years and haven't had kids for 17 years. But I'm like, well, right. what am I going to cook? Right. It's so important to plan and be intentional when we can. Because then it's, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you're not left out to run out and get just whatever, you know, to eat. Right. But the same thing with serving. Being intentional um, with your family. But it's so nice to have this newsletter to give you ideas and to give us ideas, I need to sign up for this. Where do we sign up for it?
2: Well, right now, um, probably the best way it would be to follow along on Instagram. We're at Families for Families, and you just spell it all out. There's no numbers um, because actually, an exciting thing that will be happening soon is that Families for Families is going to be expanding.
0: Um, we have
2: talked. I know it's very exciting. I get all sorts of. Oh, <laughs> Literally talking, thinking about it. Um, We have talked with our friends at Care for AIDS and they are excited for us um, because when we launched this last year, we heard from so many parents going, oh yeah, I love this idea. I want to be able to talk to my kids around the dinner table or breakfast table and I want to be able to serve with them. But what if we really love, you know, our Atlanta community food bank or, you know, some shelter in your neighborhood, you know, or your town, you know, how do we go about donating to those places? And so now we're going to be expanding Families for Families to include other organizations, not just Care for AIDS, although we love Care for AIDS and love what they're doing. Um, But we want to invite families into these other opportunities that they can get out there and do things with their families, whether that means to physically go to an organization or if it just introduces you to one so that, again, you can just broaden your kid's horizon, you know, get us out of our bubbles that we have a tendency to live in, but then open us up to, you know, organizations that are local as far as Atlanta and also the U S as well as internationally that are doing amazing things that, you know, we really should just know about and be able to connect with. So we're, um, yeah we're super excited to to start that coming in twenty eighteen so that's awesome yeah if you follow along on Instagram, then you'll be able to see all of the things and I'll point you in the right direction but yeah, yeah right now it's a transition so
0: what an incredible ministry I'm just so excited about this not only for our listeners but for me and my family. um I can't wait to just read all the different things and be intentional in that area and have those ideas. So how long have you and your husband been married now? We have been married nine years. We have actually, so I know that we're
2: recording in October. We've actually known each other for 10 years as of this weekend. I know it's kind of crazy. We've been married for nine of those 10 years, but <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: yeah, when you're
2: Older and you know, you know. So <laughs> yeah, we've been married for nine years
0: and we have a seven-year-old daughter and a two-year-old son. Wow. I love this yeah. story of how God has just brought you through so much and um, given you a godly husband and a wonderful family. What are some it things that, what are some verses that have helped you um, through your story? Um, some of your favorite ones that you'd like to share with us today?
2: Oh, okay, wow, so when I first met Jason, one of his verses that he loved all of the time was jeremiah twenty nine eleven which so many people know, but for him, it was more of a you know this is the story that God's writing, and not just that he knows the plan for Jason, but that he knows the plan for Jason's wife, me, and as far as our family before, before we even had a family. So um, that was a big one for some. For me, Holly, during those darkest days, one of the, one of the scriptures that I just really brought to my, my heart, oh man, and planned it there so deeply, is Habakkuk 3, 17 and 18. And Mm -hmm. it just really talks about how everything is going wrong, it says, though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vine, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet God's not done, but God always. I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. So I feel like it was during those darkest days that God said, yeah, everything is going wrong. Everything seems to be falling apart and so dark, but God, but God has this. I can still be joyful because regardless of my circumstances, Jesus is still my savior. And that will never change regardless of what goes on in my life. So that one, um, that one's key. That one is key to me.
1: Yeah, I love that. And what I love about that too, is that that's not really a very... Popular. When I think of popular verses, you know, I'm not going to just pull that out. Yeah, <laughs> um, you can share with a friend. But it? it's so powerful to think because that's that resonates, you know, in so many of our lives, if not all of us. Um, there are dark spots in our life constantly, mm-hmm. all the time, and that just fills you with so much hope to know um, that God's not done. You know, He states that in the Bible, and. Yeah. Uh, so much hope in that. And I know our listeners, they'll be listening to this um, sometime in November. Um, It comes out November 1st. And, um, you know, that's kind of a time I know for me, um, the start, I guess, of the holidays with um, uh, Thanksgiving and then Christmas and things start to get busy. And we know how quick a month goes by, especially before Christmas. And um, it's a great time to be looking for intentional things to do with your family and, um, what a better way to celebrate Thanksgiving and teaching your kids how to be thankful for what they have by serving others, you know, and, um, serving as a family. And so I think that this is a perfect time to get involved, especially if, um, any of you are, are interested in being more creative in what you do with your kids and being more intentional, um, to get involved with this and, uh, just to learn even more and to serve together. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Natalie, do you have any ideas off just right off your head right now um, of things that you will be doing with your family for Thanksgiving in the month of November serving together? Well,
2: um, so actually on November the 1st, I will be getting together with some of my friends. This is not my kids, but this is just some friends, and we're going to a women's shelter around the corner, and we're just going to have lunch with them. We're just going to bring lunch, whatever that looks like, and we're just going to have lunch with them. So I'm excited to, again, start November that way. But then with my kids, um, we always—I shouldn't say always—we really try to make cookies. My kids are big fans of being in the kitchen with me, and. Don't get me wrong. When I say baked cookies, I don't mean like anything from scratch. I do not. <laughs> I don't, not Martha Stewart, but we can absolutely do some break and bake or some, you know, add butter and stuff to a mix. But we love taking those to, you know, think about people that don't, aren't often, you know, recognized or thanked, you know, think about the local librarian, or your obviously your firemen and your policemen, things like that. But then what about like the secretary at your church? You know, things like people like that, that are sometimes overlooked, but they do so much for us. You know, these are easy ways for our kids to walk up to those people with a bag of cookies in their hand. And for them as little kids to look these people in the eye and say, thank you you know, just thank you for what you're doing for me and for my family and for my community as a whole. Like, that's a powerful thing to, for little kids to be able to do that. So so we'll definitely, we'll definitely have some cookies going out and probably some banana bread and who knows what else. Joy, my daughter, she loves to make dog treats. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> so there will definitely be some um peanut butter
0: dog treats, I'm sure. Oh yeah. those are so- <laughs> do the dogs out. That's right. Yep. Well um so, I do love that because just those just like what you said, just those little things taking something to a secretary or um we don't realize I think all the time what those little acts of kindness can do for someone. Mm -hmm. It may, you know, not be that big of a deal to us, but to them, it could be everything. And what better way to instill in our children's heart, a heart of giving and right. You know what God's all about. So, So
2: others ahead of self, you know, he died on the cross for all of us. If that's not a picture of others ahead of self, I just don't know what else is. Mm-hmm. And so how can we live that out in our daily lives?
0: That's mm-hmm. right. Well, um, okay, before we go, I have loved hearing your story, love your ministry, but we want to know a couple of things about you personally. What is one of your favorite songs? I'm gonna put Ooh. you on the spot. <laughs> really quick.
2: Woo, that's really hard. Um Oh, one of my favorite songs right now, I won't say that this is like forever or long time back, but one of my favorite songs right now is, it's a Lauren Daigle song. Do y'all know who she is? Yeah. She's a, okay, so she's a Christian artist. Um, She's just amazing. But she has this new song called Peace Be Still, and it's on the Belonging Co album, that Lauren Daigle sings it, and I cannot get enough of this song. Yeah, um, we need to play highly this really recommend. It is, it is beautiful. It is powerful. Um, yeah, it's called "Peace Be Still." It's okay. We need to amazing. play
0: this um, the month of November on our Living Out Loud Facebook page. Oh, it's, it's gorgeous. Nice. You can go to our page and we'll try to have that up for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, what is one of your favorite vacations for you and your family that you guys like? Oh, the, beach. the beach, hands down, the beach. The <laughs> beach. Yes.
2: We love the beach. My son still talks about catching crabs on the beach. It's, you know, almost November and we still talk about, oh, the crabbies on the beach. Yeah. And, you know, eating uh-huh. shrimp And we just love that laid back family time of going to the beach together. It's, it's wonderful.
0: So good. Well, Natalie, we want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you so much for your giving um, and what you're giving to families all over um, of the uh-huh. ministry of being intentional uh, with their family. Thank you for coming and sharing about your story and um, your ministry. Thank you guys for having me and happy Thanksgiving to y'all.